Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. You know, supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and finding other women and men who do the same is one of my favorite things to do. Their stories are inspiring, and they help us understand that we can all succeed if we help and support one another in work and life. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and the wisdom from my earlier book, Leading Women. And they also inspired me for the new book, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, which came out at the beginning of 2019. Now this week, I'm pleased to introduce you to another amazing woman, Aurora Winters. As a TV writer, producer, and serial and serial entrepreneur, Aurora uses her filmmaking experience and neuroscience to help people communicate powerfully and effectively. She understands how to create magnetic marketing messages and trains and helps others to get their messages out to the masses. Aurora combines showmanship and storytelling straight from Hollywood with the innovation of Silicon Valley to help people overcome self-made barriers and lack of communication skills so that they can profit from their words and become the leaders they were meant to be. She has appeared on many media outlets, including CBS, ABC, Oprah Radio, Elle Magazine, just to name a few. Her brand new book is called Thought Leader Launch, Seven Ways to Make Seven Figures with Your Million Dollar Message, and was created to launch a new generation of leaders by showing how matching principles with strategic action has propelled people into becoming the most memorable leaders we've ever known. I interviewed Aurora in 2013 after she released her earlier book, From Heartbreak to Happiness, and was thrilled to welcome her back to hear one more of her stories on Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Aurora, welcome back. This is about you, Aurora. It's about you and your new book. And so I'm going to start asking you questions because we've been on similar paths. I think our paths may be a little different now, but... Overall, you believe uh, that women's leadership is extremely important as far as leadership, period, people using their voices, and finding the message. The message is so important, and storytelling is so important. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway. Well, we're very aligned. I love what you stand for. I admire what you've accomplished. You are a woman you. who gets a lot done, <laughs> and I'm so passionate about the women especially speaking up, getting their message out. Yep. And being encouraged that, yes, we have something to say and helping them, you know, find what to say. And that's part of why I wrote my most recent book, which is called uh, Thought Leader Launch, Seven Ways to Make Seven Figures with Your Million Dollar Message. And it just I, love, I love that you don't down. waste any time. And that's the other thing. You don't, don't waste any time and you don't let me ask any questions. You just go right <laughs> in. Why don't you just go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll jump in where I can. No, I'm kidding you. Uh, no, I, I want to talk about you because I think it's so important that women know, and we've, we've talked about this before, but we need to know where people come from and why they do the things they do, especially women. When we yeah. share our stories with each other, why we do what we're doing, there's always a very, very positive personal connection. And so mm-hmm. if you tell your story and you tell why you're doing what you're doing, it will resonate with someone else. Absolutely. And that story yeah. is so important. So how did you get yeah. to be you today? Because you've changed even since the be? last time I talked to you. I have. It's been quite an adventure. You know, I started off as a very optimistic kid, and uh, I was writing even when I was nine. I had horses, so we had that connection. Yeah. And 
launched a couple of businesses, was happily married, had a four-year-old son, and then my husband dropped dead right in front of me, and that was a shock. My whole life shattered into a million pieces, as you can probably imagine, and uh, I was really suffering, but I had a very good reason to figure out how to overcome grief, because I had a four-year-old who looked up to me, and I was all that he had. So I uh, figured out eventually by bumping around and making a bunch of wrong turns, eventually figured out, you know, the keys to post-traumatic growth instead of post-traumatic stress and grief. <laughs> and so, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, um, I wrote a couple of books about that. From Heartbreak to Happiness was endorsed by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. I launched the Grief Coach Academy and we train coaches and other caring people how to help themselves and others through grief. And it is a great calling for somebody who wants a meaningful life. But just to catch you up quickly, I then took my MBA in 2014, 2015, because yeah. more and more business owners were coming to me. And I thought, I better have the latest, greatest education. Yeah, you were going back to so, school, I think, the last time we talked. That's yeah. right. I'm a lifelong learner like yourself, always learning. Sure. And so now what I love to do, in addition to training coaches at the Grief Coach Academy, I really love to help people discover what is it that they want to say, especially women have been taught to think that they have nothing to add. And that's so wrong. Everybody has a story and everybody's life is like a snowflake. You know, what else have you got to give people except your own expertise and experience and your hard knocks that could save somebody else some hard knocks if you share, you know, the right turns instead of the wrong sure. turns, and it can be so helpful. Yeah, so, so now I launch no, Thought Leaders yeah, and help them, with their, help them with their books, raising mm-hmm. capital, become mm-hmm. public speakers. But the coolest part of that is really helping people discover the gold in their own history. It's their history, so they're often blind to the gold in their history. And when people reclaim their stories, it's like they're reclaiming their souls. Yeah. They're reclaiming yeah. their power. And their energy becomes coherent and integrated and powerful. And all of a sudden, especially women, step up and go, hey, I've got something to say. I've got something to offer. So I I love it. Well, Victor Frankl said, you know, he was such a – a philosopher and, and such a such a force as far as to really start thinking about is everyone needs a purpose. A purpose-driven yeah. life is something very, very special. We women, we're problem solvers. I mean, we've always been problem solvers in our homes, in our communities. And I love the fact that you call yourself a serial entrepreneur. You know, we really are entrepreneurs. Women have to be just because of what our, our goals and roles are in life yeah. but uh what's fascinating is when women take that to the next level which is the fast growing trend in the United States is women owned businesses and it's because women do figure out hey wait a minute this is what I want to happen in my life and then they figure out other women do too and men as well the marketplace is full of great ideas but when we figure that out ourselves and then we find mm-hmm. out other people have similarities and needs just as we do it's just yeah. an amazing connection. So, all right, well, let's talk and, about leadership because I think okay. that's the key. I used to be involved with an organization called FLIP, Female Leaders in Philanthropy, and I said said to people, I'd like for you to join. They go, oh, no, no, I can't do that because I'm not a leader. And, and yeah. this, is, this is something you hear women say, which has always been kind of – I don't, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard it. It breaks heard my it heart when they say that. Yeah, it really does. You go, what do you, what do you mean you're not a leader? You're a leader yeah. in your home. You're a leader in your community. You're doing things, 
you know, they don't really count the things that they're doing as far as uh, women just uh, dismiss what they're doing. I, I say you're a leader by default or by design. Yeah. You know, you lead through your actions and through your life. And I think as women, we want to show our daughters and other women what's possible and that we don't want to play small. We don't have to play small. And we have something to share. I think, like, right now is the most important time for leaders to step up, especially women, because generally speaking, we have a more healing, more holistic point of view. And if you've been paying any attention to the news, as I'm sure you yeah. have and the listeners have, <laughs> you know, it's a time of exponential technological change. Yeah. Usually coding is done by men. I live in Silicon Valley. Engineers are mostly men. We don't want the future to be created only with a male perspective and a male voice. All voices count, but women have to speak up in order to be heard. And I feel like we're at a very exciting but also a dangerous point in human history. And unless we have people speak up who have a heart of service, who have a heart of healing, who care about the planet, who care about other people and families, you know, things could go terribly wrong. I mean, love engineers, I love men, but you wouldn't want a world created only with one perspective. Yeah, well, you want the male-female Piece. I mean, we, you yeah. know, I, I haven't spoken to you for a while, but uh, I am now interviewing and talking with more men because the community has to include men and women who understand all those things. Until we're actually working together, there really is going to be a default, and then, and we yeah. need to have both our female and our male components working together. I'm talking even within ourselves. We, <laughs> it's great. Women can be women now. Men can be men, yeah. and we can start yeah. to work together. So what makes a great leader? I know here you've got this book, uh, Thought Leader Launch, Seven Ways to Make Seven Figures with Your Million Dollar Message, but really, what makes a great leader, whether it be a male for, or a female? For- In my point of view, what makes a great leader is somebody who really has a massively transformative purpose, who is driven by meaning, not by money. Money can be a side effect. So when somebody gets really clear about what their unique gifts and talents are and how they would like to serve in the world and change and contribute, and I call that a massively transformative purpose, then they can be on fire. Then the only thing that's missing is the skill to speak up powerfully and effectively obviously leaders need followers and what triggers followers is a clear message people want to be part of a vision of something that's bigger than themselves people want that they yearn for that but it's up to us as leaders to learn how to communicate powerfully and concisely I think most people do themselves a great disservice by thinking well I know how to talk so you know I'll just kind of wing it But it's like, you know, I think public speaking is more like ballroom dancing than like walking. Just because you know how to walk doesn't mean that you know how to ballroom dance. Ballroom dancing is choreographed. It's polished. It's practiced. It's a skill set so that, you know, it's presented to the audience as this beautiful thing. And public speaking, being on radio, being on TV, being on podcasts, it's the same. People are terrified of public speaking, yeah. and that's because they haven't practiced. So, you know, just I like breaking it down for people into little bite-sized pieces, and then I have them practice at the front of the room, you know, with holding the mic on, on sure. the lights, and pretty soon they go, oh, I, I got this. But, yeah. you know, people tend to ramble unless they have been taught how to get to the point. And that's what I love to do. I love to help people really convey what they're passionate about. That's my massively transformative purpose, to take my skills as a 
film and television producer, as the author of six books, as a serial entrepreneur, as you said, and help other people become, as uh, Buckminster Fuller put it, the trim tabs in their own area of expertise and enthusiasm. So trim tab is the little rudder that moves the big rudder that moves the big ship. But, you know, trim tabs or leaders acting in their area of expertise and enthusiasm in their communities can make a world of difference. So I'm really passionate about that, as you are. We're very aligned in that. Sure. But I think the key to many people becoming leaders in their own life, whether it be a man or a woman, is the fact that there is someone, there's been a coach, there's been a cheerleader, there's been somebody in their corner that says, you can do this. You know, you yeah. you, you had someone very special. You wrote about her in, in your the front of your book. You talked about your mother, your mother yeah. uh, being someone who who basically didn't want to follow the roadless travel. She was beating on her own drum. She had her own own path. And that is not easy for women to to break out of that mold which is, you know, you were lucky. You had a woman mm-hmm. in your corner. I had I had a strong mother as well. I had grandmothers that were also great mentors. I was named after my grandmother Nancy. And so, you know, there was little Nancy who which was I and then it was big Nancy. And I was very proud of that. To to watch well, these women was, I mean, and for them to say, hey, Nancy, you can do this. Yeah. One person who believes in you can make a world of difference. And that's why I love coaching and mentoring people. You know, like you pointed out, my mother was my coach. She demonstrated through her actions, you know, not to have to follow what everybody else does. So she was told when she went to university, oh, she could be a, a nurse or a teacher. Those are the two <laughs> options. She's like, uh, no, I'm going to make another choice. She was very bright, so she didn't choose that path. I was really lucky. That changed my life to have that model. And, yeah. you know, we impact people more than we know. I, uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday who joined my Million Dollar Message training, and she's an amazing, smart, capable woman, and she'd kind of just given up playing yeah. full out. She got discouraged, some bad deals went you know, went wrong, and, and she stopped playing full out, and that was so a loss, could be a loss of decades of life, but with me believing in her and championing what she can do, all of a sudden yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can do that, yeah. and that's, you know, hope and excitement. Well, well, and women, unfortunately, are not very good at asking for help. And we put on that Superwoman T-shirt, but, but somehow we feel like if we do ask for help, it means we're incompetent, but at the same time, we're feeling incompetent. So, so how, do we, how do we overcome that? Because we've got to learn to ask for help. We have to look for sponsors. We look for mentors. But how do we, get, how do we break out of that cycle of asking Yeah, I've, I've got trapped in that cycle several times because we do have this odd thought in our culture that we should you know do it all alone sure and I think for me and perhaps for most people the best way out of that trap is to have a massively transformative purpose when you really devote your life to things that you're interested in Mm -hmm. that you'd like to contribute to you get over yourself and you get over your your need to do it yourself and you're like well obviously in order to change whatever the thing is I'm going to ask for help because it's not about you anymore. It's not about your ego. Like, I forget who said it, but it's amazing how much you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, you know, asking for help is, is an opportunity to have a community. Like, you're so great at championing how women, and, you know, can have a community. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the way to break through that path. And then, you know, having that intention, you always do this, Nancy, to, to pay it forward and make a difference for others. All of a sudden, you'll 
you'll be surrounded by a team. And that's what yeah. leaders do. They, they are devoted to making a difference for others. And again, you know, our culture has this whole obsession with money. It seems like it's never enough. And it's hard to ask for help if it's all about you and you just want to line your pockets. I can yeah. see that. If you just want to make, you know, a million dollars a year or a million dollars a month or whatever the case may be. But if you're instead devoted to touching a million lives, to inspiring and guiding others to be their best, you won't hesitate to ask for help because it's not yeah. about you. Okay. What do you think? So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's great. So let's so let's share that message, which is it's not necessarily because money money will come. You know, if you come yeah. from a place of abundance, uh, yeah. you know, and, and I think this is the other thing. If women come from a place or men come from a place of abundance, there's always enough. There's always enough pieces to the pie. There's always enough that exactly. can go around. And and exactly. I think sometimes people come from a place of scarcity, which is I'll never have enough money, I'll never have enough of this, I'll never have enough of that, and and they and they kind of start their their day a dollar short yeah. all every day. So yeah. the message whatever that you you're, think you get to be right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you focus on what you think you're going to get, and you buy what by golly gee whiz, you're going to get it. But okay, yeah, so yeah. your message is this million dollar message with the seven figures. So, so what is the philosophy? What is well, truly your message to someone who says, you know what, I'm stuck. I'm I'm ready for reinvention. I don't know how to yeah. do it. I'm stuck. This job is a dead end. I'm not fulfilling my purpose in life. So, what is the what is the message that you want to get across yeah. right now? Thank you. I love to deal with people who are in this pivoting stage or they feel stuck or they're in transition. And my message really is about the phoenix rising. Okay, yes, you may have an ashes period going on right now, but I'm not just about, okay, let's tidy up the ashes. No, there's a phoenix rising within you if you claim it. So reach out for a coach, read Nancy's books, read my book, get help. And claim that phoenix, because if you're still breathing, there's a reason why you're still on this planet. And if you're not motivated and excited to get up every morning, you're not aligned with that reason. Because there's a reason you're still breathing. If God was done with you, you'd be over. And so asking for help, this also related to what you said before. I work with people. I take them through the thought leader training. And what we do is we look at their past, find the gold there. Pretty soon they discover, oh, my gosh. I shut down for this and so reason, but I have these things I'm passionate about. I want to write a book. I want to be a public speaker. I want to be a coach. I want to take my business to the next level and leave, leave a legacy for my kids or for my community. Mm-hmm. And once they're fired up, then all we need to do is help them create their message and from a place of service, ask for help. So the other thing I really want people to get over themselves is a lot of people think, well, you know, who am I to write a book or I don't, I'm not a good writer and, had a client like Dr. Jennifer Herrera. She's smart. She's got a PhD. She's articulate. She's a speaker. She founded four charter schools, but she'd been working on her book for five years. Yeah. yeah. She's busy. So I want people to get over the thought that an ideal writer or a thought leader has to struggle and write their own book. No. If you're Sir Richard Branson or if you're Ariana Huffington, what they do is they have ideas. It's their ideas in their book. But they sure. usually, you know, they usually record it on audio or somebody interviews them and then they delegate the rest. They're smart. They delegate. They don't have to, you know, wrangle words. And so somebody else, you know, edits and polishes and brings it back and does the research. And that's how Ariana Huffington said that was the only reason that she managed to write 15 books. 
So yeah. I really urge people to stop letting the fact that they're not a professional writer stop them from writing a book. They can be yeah. interviewed. They can delegate. The most important thing is, why are you on the planet? What's your massively transformative purpose? What action can you take to help others? What the heck and do you want to leave behind? What's your legacy? Yeah. Exactly. What's your legacy? Yeah, What's I mean, the, the, the greatest leaders, and you've, you've seen them and I have seen them, are very good at one thing particularly. They're good at surrounding themselves with people that are good at what they like to do. Personally, there's things I do not like to do, and I have been mm-hmm. very blessed to have a team of people that do the things that I don't like to do. And and there yeah. really are. They're, they're good at what they do. Why should I step in <laughs> into somebody yeah. else's shoes that are much better at doing something than I'm not good Why at doing, she- nor do I want to do. Exactly. And somebody else, it might be their joy. So that's why, like I, in, in the book Thought Leader Launch, I yeah. present seven different ways that authors and experts have made seven figures with their books. So there'll be one plan in there that will work for, for the listeners or perhaps yeah. multiple plans that will work. But I want to point out that a lot of really great books were actually initially based on talking, like How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale sure. Carnegie, Power Chicken of Myth by... Yeah. Exactly. Ageless by Suzanne Summers. There's lots of books that have done very well that, that are really just a back and forth Q&A or yeah. that were based on a, on a workshop. Dale Connergate was based on a workshop. So that's how people can write a book without writing and turn it into something really valuable. Well, in their, in their real life situations and their things that really help people to understand they're not in it by themselves. You know, yeah. there's, we don't get anywhere by ourselves. And I think that's so important for people to understand that, you know, you look at someone who's successful and, and they are a great leader and they're a great storyteller and, they're, and their public presence is just amazing to be around. They didn't get there by themselves. That didn't happen overnight. And I think that's, exactly. that's again, goes back to the storytelling and the fact that if you see someone who's successful, it doesn't mean that happened overnight. There was a lot of, like you said, there a lot of things happened. A lot of people came into their lives that helped them to get where they are, and nothing happens by chance. It's all, you know, they say the right people will show up on the path when you're ready, but you have to be ready when they show up as well. So, yeah. And, you know, you were also asking about leaders. I think most people know Sir Winston Churchill as one of the most amazing political sure. leaders, and he was a prolific writer. In fact, oh, his yeah. primary income came from his books, but he was famous for for speaking his books and then delegating to his secretary or his ghostwriter or his editor. He, you know, he couldn't possibly have written all the material that he did. He wrote about apparently about one article in, in every four or five. Now he, it was his thoughts. They were his ideas, but you know, he had a scribe an editor, secretary, ghostwriter helping him out to, to share so many messages and look, you know, he changed the course of history. Well, they say mm-hmm. everybody everybody has a good book in them, and I think that's accurate because I think the stories that we can share with each other are so extremely important. All right, well, let's talk yeah. about how people get involved in what you're doing. You've got an amazing website. You've written all these books. You are out there wanting to help these people to find their voices and to get their message across. So how do they, how do they yeah. get to know? How, how do they do this? Where, they, where, where, oh, do we, well, where do we send them? What do we, where, well, what do we want them asking. to do? Nancy. Well, <laughs> your listeners can go to thoughtleaderlaunch.com 
thoughtleaderlaunch.com. And for a limited time, they can grab a free soft cover copy of my book, Thought Leader Launch, Seven Ways to Make Seven Figures with Your Million Dollar Message, where I share examples of Sir Winston Churchill and, you know, Richard Branson and Arianna right. Huffington and Tim Ferriss and how they did it and how you can be inspired to do the same. Or they can go to my website, Aurora winter.com a-u-r-o-r-a w-i-n-t-e-r.com i actually have an event coming up at the end of september in mountain view california which is about launching thought leaders how to organize your book your brand your business and if they mention they heard me on uh, on dr nancy's show then i'll give them 500 dollars off on uh, Ooh, on any no. training that they would like to have so i just got to mention dr nancy's uh, name <laughs> for 500 bucks to you well, absolutely, I have, uh, absolutely. I have, I have the grief coach training that starts in October, and also I help people, you know, with discovering their message and pivoting. So I've had clients raise millions of dollars, you know, so that's straight across the plate. I've had uh, business owners grow their business from 1.5 to 6 million after they, you know, nailed their message, and I ghost wrote a book for them. And I just think everybody has a message. There's a reason why you're alive, and I would love. Yeah to help yeah. people discover what it is and get fueled up and fired up about life again. So they can go to aurorawinter.com and they can schedule a complimentary call with me or somebody on my team. And if they mention Dr. Nancy, it'd be $500 off on, on any training that they'd like or the free book, thoughtleaderlaunch.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so um, what are some wis- words of wisdom that you want to leave us with that uh, will inspire us all to, want to move into that like i said learning is it's lifelong you know if you stop learning then you need to get out stop using my oxygen get off this planet so what are some of the words yeah yeah, i want to leave people with uh the thought that communicating effectively is a skill like any other skill it requires training and practice use it or lose it So just like ballroom dancing or learning how to play basketball or becoming great at playing tennis or learning to become an amazing uh, horseback rider as you are, it takes time and it takes practice. So don't imagine that you're not a good public speaker just because you sucked the last time you did it. You know, take some training, invest in yourself, get a coach, get a mentor, join a community. You matter. And getting your message to a clear, concise, powerful message that will inspire others matters. I'd love to serve. If people feel called to my energy, go to aurorawinter.com. But no matter what, you matter and, and do your best to contribute because I think leadership is needed now more than ever before. Absolutely. Well, I, I want to add something that you wrote about that you're that it's a quote from your own mother, which I think is extremely important, mm-hmm. especially for women. Beware the comfort zone. There's no growth there. And this is from Dorothy Lawton, your mother. And I think yeah. that's something women have to get over is the fact that being uncomfortable is part of growth. It really is. We don't change. We don't grow until we, you know, we get uncomfortable where we are. Your totally. mother was absolutely correct. Correct. Beware, beware the comfort zone. There's beware no the comfort there. zone. Exactly. I studied neuroscience when I took my uh, MBA, and you know, you're really growing new neural connections when you're not in your comfort zone. Sure. And that, you know, if you're if you're always comfortable, there's no growth. She's exactly right. No. And so I also, <laughs> sorry, I love to teach people, you know, on the edge of their comfort zone so they can expand. And I've had people yeah. launch books, 
do TED Talks, raise millions of dollars, and these are all things they hadn't done before yeah. because they expanded their comfort zone. Yay, Dorothy yeah. Lawton. <laughs> do, yeah, well, do, you know, do something every day that gets you out of your comfort zone. I think if you could yeah. do that, just anything, just something that gets you out of that comfort zone now and then, it it will train you to take that next step. When we get past Absolutely. our fears, we can do anything. So exactly. you, you've inspired many people. I know you'll inspire many more. And the message that you have is going to be one that will that will continue to help people to find their purpose and their life. Their lives will be richer because of it. So, Aurora, it's always Thank good you. to talk to you. I wish you only the best of all things in life. And uh, you keep on doing what you do. Thanks so much, Dr. Nancy. You have a great day. Thank you.